I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. And we have another special episode with another special individual, literally special. Um, but before we get to that, make sure y'all follow your boy on Vail's World Podcast. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you would like to sponsor, want me to be a guest, or you would like to be a guest for an upcoming show, email us at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Hope you all enjoy the show. So yeah, I said we got a special person. Um, and he's been special not only for the people in his life, but also for the community, for the city as a whole. And he's doing some great things. Uh, no further ado, I'll let my dog Brad brag on himself for a minute, man. What's up? What's going on with it, man? Uh, I'm glad that we finally got the time to, uh, to get this together today, man. So definitely believe. looking forward to this conversation. But nah, man, so I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, so Brad Edwards, man, born and raised in the St. Louis area. Um, you know, right now with, with Dear Fathers, we have a lot of great things going on, man. So Dear Fathers is a media-based platform, man, and we are here for the uplifting and the um, really to change the narrative of black fatherhood um, as we know it. You know, society and the mainstream media would have you believe that that black fathers are not present and not active in their kids' lives. Statistically, um, that's not the not not the case, not the truth. Um, so, dear fathers, man, we dedicated to really showcasing and, and showing what that real black fatherhood looks like. Uh, so, for me, man, I'm the community organizer, and my my biggest initiative to date is being straight mental, man. So, mental health is a big thing for me, and over uh, quarantine. Uh, we we knew there was gonna be a need for it, man. So we kicked off a uh, you know a program, Straight Mental, and today, man, we have 700 guys that we've been able to touch. Uh, we got quite a few guys teamed up with one-on-one therapy and all that kind of stuff, man. So you know we'll get into some of that stuff later on, man. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here for everything with the community, bro. In, in St. Louis, man, I love my city, and uh, I'm definitely one of those people that wants to see us do better. So you know, leaving. Is an option, but it's not the first option, man. I really want to put my stamp on it, man. So I salute brothers like yourself, man, and everything that you're doing, dog, being positive for the city as well. Bro, I don't so, even know you, bro. Man, hey, bro, look, <laughs> all you uh, special ed kids that came up in the world and doing your thing, dog, I appreciate it, bro. It's inspiring. Oh, man. Oh, man. This how this how we talk um, and and text and and Facebook. This This is how we communicate. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a thousand percent. I, I don't know why. I, I come in peace, but <laughs> it's, it's always that one person. And uh, man, you outside of just their fathers, man, it's it's a lot of stuff. Let's talk before we go on. Go on, cause you do so much. Let's talk about the the soccer academy that you um, that you got going. Ooh, what else you got going, man? You pretty much everywhere. So let's talk about the soccer academy <clears throat> real fast, man. So so the leaders soccer club, man. Uh, actually, we're coming up on the one year anniversary here on June twenty third. 
Uh, so, man, one of my best friends, uh, known as guy for 21 years, Brock Chapman. Uh, man, Brock was was all everything in high school. So we we graduated together from uh, the illustrious Christian Brothers College High School College Prep. Um, you know what I'm saying? This guy's laughing. You know what I'm saying? He wished he was a CBC guy. But uh, man, going there, you know, we were we were one of few um, African Americans, dog. So Brock, man, was one of those guys that you know really showed up. Everybody else on the soccer field, on the pitch. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know. He's one of those guys, man, that, that is a trailblazer when it comes to blacks in soccer here in St. Louis. St. Louis is a, a big soccer town. So when he came to me, I'm like, hey, man, I'm ready to go ahead and get my own program going. Hey, it was a no-brainer. So we started the program last June with the, the thought in mind that there's so many young, talented black uh, athletes that want to know the game, want to learn the game, and want to play. But... In St. Louis, the only option to get the the top training is to go out to like Fenton, um, you know, Afton, where like these places that super far. So if you live in North County or North City, you got a forty five minute to an hour commute to go train. That's just going there, not coming back. You know what I'm saying? So not only is it far, but it's expensive as hell. A lot of these club uh, teams, it's thirty five hundred dollars a year. What parent has an extra $3,500 a year for their kid to learn the game? You know what I'm saying? You don't even know if you're going to like it for real. You're just trying to get engaged. So, man, we were able to um, initiate our first uh, summer project. It was uh, an eight-week session, man, a summer session. And, you know, I got on Facebook, man. I know quite a few people, you know what I'm saying? So I got on, and uh, I don't know what our original goal was, dog, but I think we hit like 120 kids within a week. Um, the parents were, were just, they were happy to have something to be able to get the kids into, um, to learn the game. But then also it was affordable and it was going to be kids that look like them, parents that look like them. It was going to be a comfortable situation. Right. So, um, uh, it's, it's been good to us, man. So we've touched, uh, over 200 kids since then. Um, we've had, you know, programs at, at Lutheran Northfield. We use St. Mary's. We've had things at Matthew Dickey dog. So you drive it down 70. Imagine you looking over uh, at the field at Luther North and you seeing 80 to 100 black kids running around kicking a soccer ball. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, it's amazing, dog. So, <laughs> you know, we and Matthew Dick, we got football kids coming up to us like, hey, at first they're like, man, get out of here with this soccer. By week two or three, they out there seeing us. Now they're asking their parents, hey, can I play? Now we got parents come up to us like, hey, my, my son want to learn how to play soccer. Oh, man, that's that's. A- Actually, beautiful, man. We had kickball all through elementary um, <laughs> where I'm from, but soccer, like even like baseball, like those two sports that we really wasn't focused on. It was always football or basketball. And if you couldn't do that, you better know how to fight. Yeah. Um. So it's great that soccer is available and seeing that we have a soccer team that's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure yeah. it's going to open the eyes for a lot of youth. Uh, that's not necessarily talented enough to play, you know, tall enough to play basketball or skilled mm-hmm. enough to play yeah. football. Uh, it's a space because Man, I played soccer in, in high school just because um, we needed to do something to stay conditioned. Mm-hmm. Coach Bonbon told us that we had to do something, cross, uh, cross country or, or soccer yeah. or football. And uh, I decided to do soccer because it was, seemed like it was a lot more fun. Uh, and the crazy part of what you just said, dog, like, do you know how crazy in shape you got oh, to be to I, be I a learned, soccer man, player, I, dog? I learned fast. <laughs> and uh, I was a... I think it, the position was a defensive forward, so I didn't yeah. have to cross that line. Yeah. But thank God, I was like, stay over there, keep the ball over there. 
And uh, we got I ass kicked by Roosevelt. <laughs> Roosevelt had the Africans, I the, had the Bosnians, Bosnians yeah, man. All <laughs> oh my God, they whooped I. All right, so ass. even to that point, bro, if you to, when you introduce a kid to soccer, the best soccer players are not Americans. So now they're going to look at Spain. They're going to look at Europe. They're going to look mm-hmm. at all these different leagues and all these different countries. So now you've opened up this kid's mind to cultures that they never would see by engaging in basketball and football only because yep. them niggas is from Houston and Florida. You yep. know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now they're looking at uh, Ronaldinho and, you know, some of these other guys, man. So it's, it's one of those sports, dog, where if, if a kid is, is lucky enough, interested, bro, definitely get him involved. Oh, man. I'm definitely looking forward um, to that whenever I have kids. Cause like you said, just some, you know, if anything, they're going to run around and be tired by the time they get to hey, the crib. Hey, look, man, <laughs> if you, if you, uh, if a small kid, like my daughter's one, at two, she can be playing soccer because no matter what, whatever she, else she wants to do, her hand-eye coordination is going to be crazy mm-hmm. because if you get your feet together in soccer, you can go yep. do whatever else. Exactly. Kobe was a big soccer guy. You know what I'm saying? You got MVPs, uh, Steve Nash, uh, Luca, all these guys were soccer guys. And you see how that coordination, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying, extends onto the court. Oh, yeah. You need footwork, agility, and speed in yeah. anything. And sure, uh, sure. endurance. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, hella endurance. So, right. yeah, bro. Like, hey, big shout out to Brock, man. W- without him dedicating, you know what I'm saying, his time and expertise to this dog, it-, it wouldn't be here, man. So, big up to my, my-, my dude for sure. See, he wasn't even going to say nothing. I, I still got to get a jersey. Uh Man, I, this guy asked for this jersey, never came, man. I'm, I'm surprised he came over here to record this today. That's what kind of guy he is, man. Hey, man. But, I got know, my lucky got... shoes on, man. When I when I wear the waffles, <laughs> uh, this 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 one this one he act like he got some sense. So I put them on. As soon as he responded to a text message, I just put them on and and we made it happen. All right, man. My, my bad. We had went a little little far, man. He do a lot. He do some other stuff too, but we ain't got time for that. Nah, man. I don't even feel like talking about that. Oh, all that. I ain't gonna lie. To you. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to make sure that that soccer was was taught because it's it's not big in our community. Um, I still don't know why it's easy to find a field and a ball. Bro, it, it costs nothing, <laughs> dog. You get a ball and you get two trash cans. Yeah. And you got a game. Yeah, you got like, a game. That's all you need, dude. Uh, and our kids are the. I mean, honestly, let's be honest, dog. Our kids are so athletic, mm-hmm. they going to dominate. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just easy, bro. So, I, nah, man, I want to get more black kids exposed to the game, man. And they can, you know, get out here and get some scholarships, get some money, man. Exactly. You get money for being black and playing soccer. Man, I'll tell you that. For real. Um, all right. Let everybody know where they can find you at, man. What social media platforms you got going? Man, uh, Instagram, uh, Reese23, R-E-A-C-E-Y, 23. Facebook, man, it's just my, my name, Brad M. Uh, M is in Maurice Edwards. Uh, I don't know why that's funny to you. But uh, <laughs> uh, why are you over here, you know what I'm saying, wiping right, your it's, eyes and all it's, that? It's, hey, Maurice, man, just finish, bro. What, what else, man? What else you get? That's it? That's what? it, man. I'm not a big so- social media guy outside what? of that, dog. What that's about it. their fathers, man? What their fathers, man, is going to be uh, at their.fathers on Instagram and uh, their fathers on Facebook. Um, you know, and, and, and really, man, with like I said, with the social, I mean, with the social media, with the uh, mental health initiatives, bro. Like, if if anyone's looking for um, therapists, um, or you are a therapist and you're looking to join our network, because we really want to build out this network to be able to, uh, you know, get people to the the providers that uh, that are best suited for them. Uh, you can always email me at brad at dearfathers dot com and get us brad at dearfathers dot com. Now I'll be sure to get back with you as soon as possible. 
and it ain't his PR team either. So that's that's really him. Uh, he accepted the invite on there, so I know it's him. Yeah, yeah. At least for the next few months, then I'm going Hollywood. But nah, right now, I'm the one answering. Oh man, that's love, and I'm gonna make sure I put that in the description so everybody can follow my dog. Cause I know he said a lot. Anytime you put dots and and all this other stuff, and, and Reese Maurice, that's actually that's actually hilarious. I I never knew where Reese came from, but hey man, look look. So when when you one of you are the only black Brad in high school in North County. Hey, you can get jammed up a lot. You know what I'm saying? It was like yeah. five or six Reese's. So I'm like, man, let me just roll my middle name um, uh, so I can yeah. start getting jammed up with these young ladies and everything. But that was a whole lifetime ago and it's, all that, it's man. Cool. I'm changed yeah. now. It's all right, Maurice, man. You know? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Y'all know where y'all can find us at. Vales World Podcast. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Shoot us a quick email at Vales World Podcast at LD Munger. If you would like to sponsor an episode, if you would like to be featured on an episode, or you like me to come step in tune, speak at an event, some episode, whatever y'all got going on, we do it all. Uh, if you all haven't noticed, all right, man. So I ask everybody that step into Vale's world. For one, how how did we meet? Man, I would assume it got something to do with uh with Alpha Ada. That makes sense. Now I know I know where I, first, I, I didn't see you, but when you start posting this, I don't even know how the hell I start following you on Facebook. I don't even know how we got connected on Facebook. Honestly, I don't know that part. Uh, but prior to that, mm-hmm. I was at a lot of the day parties that y'all used to host from Soho, from Harry's. Oh, uh, like, okay. Because I used to, uh, Kimmy, my god sister. So when she was okay. DJ the events. I used to take her to the events and I just stayed there with her because nine times ten I'm had to pick her up. So yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of dropping her off, leaving and coming back, mm-hmm. I just stayed there with her and chilled the whole time. But I didn't even know like those were your events until like I think last year when you was posting the pictures. Like man, I remember oh, these. Okay. Like, I'm like, <laughs> damn. I'm like, what the hell? And, and by that time we was already talking shit like we knew each other forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that that was funny. So I it. I think it's a moment, a point of just real recognizing real. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how we interact, man. If y'all see us around, y'all think we've been best bros for the last 15 years, man. And I can honestly say we've been interacting for at least a, a year and a half just on and off um, via social media. You know, Then we exchange numbers, texting each mm-hmm. other. And every time we connect, it's a great conversation. And that's why I wanted to have this space uh, for us. But yeah, it's like, I, I thought you was going to have an answer. But you ain't got uh, an answer. I mean, I, I knew you. You went. I mean, I graduated from Umsu. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know you was involved um, uh, up there and Ashley and all that. Yeah. So, uh, I don't. I honestly don't know, dog. <laughs> I honestly do not know. You know, Jabari's one of my very good friends, and you know what I'm saying he had nothing but good things to say about you. So, I mean, it was, it was like I never didn't hear nothing bad, mm-hmm. and the energy was always good. So, yeah. hey, why not? Like you said, bro. Especially in St. Louis, dog. If if you know, if you can see a cat is is genuine mm-hmm. and authentic, and y'all on the same positive energy, you yep. know what I'm saying? And hey, I'm a rock with you. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yeah, even though you're from the county and went to CBC, man, you all right, man. You, right, you, you got your moment. And ain't nothing I can do about that. Dog. It just <laughs> is what it is. And um, <laughs> man, so that that that's genuinely how we met. And honestly, the impression that I have is that man, stand up guy, yeah. uh, doing your thing out in the community. Any way I can support, I'd love to be a part of it. Um, man, I, I, I can say this is um, one of them times where a, a virtual connection just you know turned into a brotherhood. We know a lot of mutual people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if anybody asks me about Brad, now this is my bro. Like, 
It don't matter how long we known each other, don't matter how many, you know, interactions we had, but I know when we connect, it ain't nothing but love. Yeah, and, no um, doubt, no doubt, man. And, and that's why when, when my guy was in town, man, hey, I got to get these pictures done, bro. I'm, I'm only <laughs> rocking with him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so nah, bro, you know, like I said, I applaud you, dog, in watching your progression um, since, you know what I mean, I connected with you on the internet, on, on social media, I don't know how long ago that was. <laughs> uh, nah, I, I love watching everyone's story unfold, dog, mm -hmm. like. You know, I don't know if it's a creep or what, man, but I really watch people. And if I see guys doing some positive stuff, bro, I just reach out and shoot yep. a DM. Like, hey, bro, keep doing, you know what I'm saying, doing what you're doing. Or, you know, if I see somebody out, man, I just take these mental notes. I'm going to congratulate you on something that you may have did three months ago, but I'm going to remember that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I, I feel like, man, especially as black men, dog, we, we got to up each other. You know what I'm saying? When we have the opportunity to, bro, like. The, the world going to try to tear, tear us down as much as they can, man. Or people just may not even acknowledge what guys are doing. Man. Nah, I'm I'm going to show you. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody paying attention, dog, and what you're doing is not going unnoticed. You know what I mean? I think that's important. It's vice versa for me. And that's that's why we're here right now. That is why we're here right now, man. So, um, thank you for the kind words. I'm glad this is recorded because I... I don't know when the next time I might hear some kind words. Nah, from you. nah, like, bro, this is, I'm literally getting sick to my stomach saying these things to you, knowing that other people are gonna hear it. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, man, enough of that, bro. Let's get past that. You know what I'm oh, saying? But nah, bro, it's, it's definitely a, a mutual respect and yeah. admiration for sure, for sure. Man, what's popping with you, man? What what you got going on, <laughs> man? What's what's going on in your world, man, bro? That being a father, dog, um, of a one year old that is busy, <laughs> that is learning she just started daycare and she got the daycare cooties in the first week mm. and i'm getting over what she gave me man so it's just man really just being a father for this little girl um really finding my way in, in what i'm gonna build this legacy to be for her um and executing on the things that uh, i prayed for that god has you know given me the access to do and now I, I have to follow through with that i owe it to him and i owe it to her well so um I, I don't know what i do for leisure anymore you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh, like, man, that's real I, I don't man Man, that's real but the, the cool thing is like you know with dear fathers is me lamar uh jesse ricky um i talk to those guys every day you know what mm -hmm. i mean i kind of wake up dear fathers i go to sleep dear fathers um i just did two interviews early today you know what i'm saying for dear fathers so that has kind of become my world on top of my nine to five. But because it's something that I care about so much, mm -hmm. I, it feels like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I know the feeling. <laughs> I know the feeling. And uh, actually that the book, and we'll talk about that book next, man, after we figure out what's going on in your life. But yeah, man, I definitely appreciate you sharing it because it's like, I'm in that space as well. Like, yeah. man, what people are like, what you do for fun? Sleep, eat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, why you you don't work out for fun? No, I work out because I'm scared to get fat. <laughs> like, would, and that's gonna go to what we'll be talking about with the book too, man. But that's a part of my routine. Yeah, like, yeah, I, it's I, my life, man. That's, that's what life is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like running? No, I don't like running. Why you run? Because I don't want to get fat. I'm trying to be as healthy as possible, as yeah. long as possible. So it's like, yeah. you know, that's it. Uh, and not necessarily. I don't look at it as a job, just because you know I know the results mm -hmm. that that's coming, and if. If I miss, if I don't run for a whole month, I know that next month I can still mentally tap into and start running. That's more, if I run that one time, that's more running than I did the month before. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, like you said, that 1% progression is, is, is better than not progressing at all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, what else you got going, man? 
Man, I'm taking L's on every shoe I, I've been shooting at lately, man. I don't even know when the last time I got a W on sneakers or confirmed. Start out on some Yeezys earlier today, man. Uh, I had a great run in 2020, though, man. So um, I'm not too mad about it. Uh, Watch some good basketball. You know what I'm saying? Looking forward to this. Was it game six tonight, right? Yes, sir. Uh, so looking forward to this tonight. And then see if KD going to. BKD again tomorrow and uh, pull out this 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 game seven, but uh, that's it, man. We got Juneteenth tomorrow. Uh, Father's Day is on Sunday. Dad, bro, how you how you know I want to drop this like next week or something? Or next month? Ah, man, we gotta get on get on your jail then. You gotta, <laughs> <laughs> this dude <laughs> pressure. You know what I'm saying? Just putting days on stuff. Hey, man, you know I'm new to this podcast. <laughs> stuff, dog. I don't days know. I'm just talking about what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man alright because I did skip part and we do have a, a long conversation to go man what what you reading man I see the book over there <clears throat> uh, let us know what's the title and who the author is and what you like about it man so um, I began the, the, the began the year rather reading this book man and alright so I've had this book for quite some time. <laughs> One of my, my very, very good friends, Sam, Samantha Matthews, um, big shout out to Sam. Um, she sent me this like, hey, we're you know, we going to do this accountability uh, check-in every other week. We're going to read this book, Atomic Habits. So she kept, rec- kept asking me, did you read it? Did you read the book? Oh, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. So I kept pushing it off. <laughs> so then we started the Books and Bourbon Book Club for Dear Fathers. Um, and they were like, man, what, what's the first book we're going to read? I suggested this. Everybody read it. Oh, bro. Hey, thanks for the suggestion. I posted the book, like, you know, the cover when I first got it on my, my Instagram, I, people kept hitting me up. Hey, bro, it's the best book. Thanks for the recommendation. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after a while, I started feeling real fraudulent because I ain't even opened the book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all these people read the book because I said something about the book. I didn't even read the book. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, it was perfect timing, man. So I opened the book, man, I want to say in February, and, and then I got it on audiobook. Dog, <laughs> the first chapter spoke to me so much, uh, and it was perfect timing because I was kind of going in like a little bit of a funk, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and, and kind of like spiraling out as far as like anxiety and all that. Reading this book, man, really put some things in perspective for me. So the book is called Atomic, uh, Atomic Habits. Um, by James Clear, oh, and man. it is one of those books, man. That really is—it's nothing that is groundbreaking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they, most times, the the the, the life changing things are the most simple things, right? Man. So <laughs> the, the one thing that really, really caught my attention when I first read it: winners and losers have the same goal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, let's get into that, right? The thing that the only thing that differentiates winners and losers is the amount of the commitment and work they put into the system. The system is what sustains your success. If you focus in purely on the goal, mm-hmm. oh, that's not sustainable. And all I thought about it, I'm like, okay. And then you like you said earlier, the one percent, you know what I'm saying, improvement. Mm-hmm. So last year, dog, I had I started, you know what I'm saying, really getting into my prayer bag. So Pray every morning, prayed every night. Every night I said the same prayer. And within this 10 seconds of prayer, I really got so um introspective on my whole day that it began to get kind of crazy. But what I would say is 
God, thank you for the opportunity to be a better man today than I was the day before. And in saying that, I would really be thinking about what did I do today to improve myself? What did I do today that I could say that I'm proud of? So then reading the 1% increment of getting better every day, it all came full circle for me. If I'm improving 1%, mm-hmm. I'm not going backwards, right? Yep. And I think this most times, man, we look at successes, all these big grand slam grandioso mm-hmm. improvements or successes or whatever. Dog, you can get to the Hall of Fame in baseball hitting 300. Yep. <laughs> if you successful three out of 10 at bats, you can get to the Hall of Fame. Base hits will win the game, dog. Man. Let's focus on the small things. Let's focus on the processes. Let's focus on the system so that whatever that goal is, you're going to eventually hit it yep. because you're doing the right things every day. You're not just trying to sprint mm-hmm. to that goal because you, you will fizz out. Yep. You run, run out of game. Burn out fast. <laughs> uh, and, and this book, man, is it's about your environments. It's about, you know what I mean? All these incremental things that really change your thought process, your actions, and your whole just mental space, dog. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, bro. What, what's been your thoughts on it, man, since you've been engaged with it? Uh, breaking down the, the first part of atomic. So it was just the very small, the smallest particle of a, the smallest particle, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it explains that 1%. If you, if you get better 1% every day for a year, that's 37%. If you get worse 1% every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you at zero. <laughs> and um, it really just helped me. It was a lot of things that I was doing, a lot of yeah. things that I was saying, but I didn't necessarily have a theory behind it. I didn't mm-hmm. have a concept behind it. And it gave me a better way to explain exactly what I'm doing, exactly how I want to express and, and verbalize this to others. I was like, oh, now I got the words to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the four-step method was great, man. Make it obvious, uh, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. Mm-hmm. And um, that was huge for me because it's like, oh, that's why I run. That's why mm-hmm. it's easy. I made it easy. What's easier than run? All you got to do is put on shoes and, mm-hmm. and run. And I got specific shoes for running. So mm-hmm. I know if I bring these shoes, it don't matter if I'm in Cancun, Puerto Rico, D.C., St. Louis. I know if I bring these shoes, I'm running. You know what time it is. <laughs> I, like these <laughs> microphones, I know that I, don't, I, I probably didn't call nobody prior to, but I know if I bring these microphones, mm-hmm. I'm making a podcast with somebody. So it's just yeah. doing those things that trigger to get it done. You might not have the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, Some people want to wait. Oh, I got to do this and that and wait for everything aligned. No, if you do that mm-hmm. one part, it's going to trigger the, the habit that's going to make everything else fall into place. Yes, yes sir. And um, that's... That was like eye opening uh, for me, and I recommend this book to everybody. And if y'all didn't notice, I'm glad you had added your perspective um, to it because we did have this book um, that was a good read for, for Jonathan a couple weeks ago, and that's what made me start reading it. Because I was like, "Dang, I had this in my in my in my, <laughs> my, my chart. You know, yeah. want to read for a minute? Let me go ahead and knock it out." And uh, I read it. It's been I'm on the second go around for audiobooks. I read it twice and I listen to it twice. Again, make it easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been reading all these books because audiobooks been a wave and it's been making it easier for me. And now, you know, I'm becoming a reader and I'm not mm-hmm. just reading more. Um, I'm becoming a, a, a runner. And I'm not just running. I'm becoming um, a CrossFit athlete. I'm just, I'm not just going to CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And um, man, it's, it's beautiful when you start programming your brain into that space opposed to just doing something for the end goal. So it's, it sounds like, it's made you become more intentional. Yep. With everything. Yep. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. That 
that that that word intention, man, it means so damn much, bro. Man, really do. Like again, a, a bigger piece we hear it a lot. You know, work the hardest. That's the things that's come easier to you. So if you if you play basketball, okay, work at that. Mm-hmm. You know, put some time and energy in that because it come easy. And that's oh man, you make it look so easy, but they don't know what LeBron doing all year round. Mm-hmm. How how good he's eating, how he's always working out, how he always investing in his body. They don't look at that part. Yeah. They just see the end goal. Everybody go see the end goal. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, I can run five miles. They ain't go see the whole five miles, but they go see me when I leave, and they go see me when I'm coming back. I, I, I think, especially right now, dog. That that's the got to be the, the thing that we drilling into, not only at the kids but ourselves because mm-hmm. we're in this social media world where all you see is end gold you don't really see the work that these guys are putting into it or these women are putting into whatever it is man you see the glitz and the glamour like yep. i remember watching um espn and they were going to showing steph curry's pre-game workout mm-hmm. and the things that he do with the ball in the game that's muscle memory because <laughs> the dude is really doing, doing all it. that repetitively <laughs> and that's why it looks so smooth and man. so easy because He's working on that like all day. I'm like, like, bro, this is crazy. Like them shots. Like we think it's like, oh man, he just like <laughs> no, like these not trick shots. This dude practice this shot. Dame Leonard, they practice these shots from yes. half court. Yes, <laughs> like, this is not by mistake. This is by design. Like they they work on this, man. That's the 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 beautiful thing about just like reading that book and how you put everything into perspective. Like we can talk about basketball, we can talk about Tiger Woods and, and golf, we can talk about uh, Serena Williams and tennis and just see those small pieces and knowing that if you fall in love with the process, the results can't be nothing but good. Mm-hmm. And if they not to to the expectation that you want, they're a lot better than than they would if you didn't do the things, mm-hmm. if you didn't love the process. Everybody not going to be a a, a, a a plus student. Mm-hmm. But if I make sure that I give 100% of what I have to get this A, you know, a B plus not too bad, mm-hmm. you know? And it is what it is. And then you just take like the environmental piece that you stated, man. Just start looking about what are some things that I'm probably going through or that I'm doing that's different from everybody else that's getting A's. And that's one thing that I had to figure out in college. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm working. I'm taking care of my siblings. I'm going to school. I'm the president of this organization. I'm doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. A B plus, man, I need to pat myself on the back. I know I wanted an A, but hey, you know, it is what it is at this point. And I'm never putting myself down and, and being being down on that and just really appreciating and loving the process. So, like you said, we need to train the next generation as well as uh, uh, touch as many people in our generation that we can to 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 really fall in love with the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, because ultimately, if you if you do that part, shit, Nike said, just do it. Like yeah. if you do it, you get a result. You don't like the result, practice. Mm-hmm. Do it again. You don't like the results, practice and keep and keep repeating that. And fall in love with the part of being able to do it, revise and go back and do mm-hmm. it, opposed yeah. to just, I just want to win. Because mm-hmm. everybody want to win. Winning and losers are the same. Just one, probably better, naturally. And, and or somebody just wanted it more. Mm-hmm. It's heart, it's preparation, it's talent. All those things, when they align. Hard work is going to be talent. You know what I'm saying? At mm-hmm. the end of the day, dog. Um, Another one of my good partners, dog, did five years in the NFL. He was wasn't the fastest, wasn't the biggest, wasn't the strongest, none that man. But dog work ethic was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And he did everything he needed to do to stay in the league, bro. And you know those are those are the people I always admire. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We, we talked about environment a second ago, man. And I know we're gonna get into it a little bit later. But I wanted to make this point, like you know. I have such an admiration for a lot of people that came from your alma mater, Vashon. 
um, some of the, some of the, the hardest working man and just you know most talented people I know have have come from there. You know what I'm saying? And they they've come from situations that wasn't you know probably the uh, the most attractive or didn't didn't lend itself to be to set you up for the most success. Yep. Yep. But <clears throat> guys worked hard. You know what I'm saying? And, and just had that drive, dog. And I mean, I just I respect it, bro, so much. But we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later uh, as well. So make sure that you know you all read Atomic Habits. Tiny Changes um, with Remarkable Results by James Clear. It's a great book. Three people have read it and, and said it here on this podcast. Uh, so it's been introduced to Vail's World three times. So I'm telling y'all, it's definitely a great read. Uh, make sure y'all email us at Vail's World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Let us know what y'all think. Hit us up on, social, on our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Vail's World Podcast. If you have a book that you would like us to to suggest to read and to give a little quick critique on, do that. You know, there's there's a lot of books. If you have an idea or you want to question what type of books uh, that I have in this brain of mine, um, I always got the suggestions. All I'm not making the show because there's just so many books I have read and they slowly but surely get in there. Oh, man, this is actually our 40th episode. Uh, That's what's up. Uh, dang, man, I, I should have put you on 41. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the forty episode. So we got we got more books to come, man. It's 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 so many uh, that's out there and that I've done read and listened to on audio book. Uh, but no further ado, man. This you know this whole conversation, man. This top the the hot topic of the day, and you y'all listening to two real dudes from two different sides of of the city. And although we, you know we both from St. Louis, is you know, anybody from St. Louis, they'll tell you, like, oh, you from the county? Are you from the city? <laughs> right. And our question is always what high school you went to. Yeah, definitely. And, and that kind of explain a lot, but a little. As we get older, it explains a lot, but a little uh, because that gap is, is getting closer and closer. There's a lot mm -hmm. of people from the city moving to the county now. So a lot of people from the county moving to the city mm -hmm. and or have friends and relationships, deep bonds and relationships with people from the city. And the people from the city that's making it out been exposed to so many different things. And I always like to say um, the last couple of years has been the closest I've been in middle class ever in life. And um, and the thing that I used to, to hate about the privilege that I had, I'm, I'm actually been exposed to it. Mm -hmm. And I like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, you're not, you're not making all this money to stay in the hood and all yeah. this other stuff. And, and, and we'll just talk about, you know, we're going to use this time to kind of talk about our experiences um and in high school and 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 leaving off the college from being in this space that we we are in in the city so get them your get them your pers uh, perspective of life in st louis <clears throat> as a high school student and up man so you, you said you know that that famous st louis question man and st louis is such a segregated and you know box person in city that when you ask someone at high school all you really asking them is, hey, man, tell me your social economic status and where you came from. That's mm -hmm. it. That's literally all you, I'm asking you yep. when I ask you that question. Um, so, man, you know, growing up, I grew up in North County in Hazelwood. So if I did go to public school, I would have went to, I was right on that Riverview in Hazelwood East Line. I probably would have went to East, though. My little brother went to East down the street. So I would have went to East. Um, I grew up playing JFL at Matthew Dickey, like I didn't want to play a fluorescent. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to play a Dickey. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Matthew Dickey, that was the pretty boys too. So they, you know, 
I mean, what you was a city wreck guy or something like that? I was Herb Hoover at first, then I went to city wreck. So, like all the poor yeah, people so you, did. You couldn't make it at Hoover, so you went to city wreck? Nah, I just kind of, I couldn't afford it no more. So, city wreck, <laughs> city wreck was free. So, that, <laughs> that's where we went. So, you know, I, I went to, to, to I mean, I, I played with JFL guys, man. So, you know, I'm grateful for that because even growing up in the county, I went to private schools and all that, but it was always private black schools. So mm-hmm. I, I went to Dwight McDaniels for grade school. And I, I'm 30, I'll be 35 next week. If you were in my age group and you know about Dwight McDaniels, you know what kind of school it was. Um, it was an all black private school, man. But the focus was on black empowerment and black history. So we learned so much about who we were and where we came from as kids that we just always had that sense of pride, you know what I'm saying, and being an African-American uh, young boy or girl, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, we just, we was bred in it. Um, so, you know, went from there and went to River Rose down in Baden. Um, then for eighth grade, I went to Salem Blackjack Lutheran off of Parker Road. Mm-hmm. So that was literally my first time going to school with any white kids <laughs> was going to eighth grade at Salem. Then I went to CBC. Didn't want to go to CBC, fought on, fought my parents on it. Like, you know, for one, I didn't want to go to uh, all boys school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then, you know, I knew about CBC because of Larry Hughes and Justin Tatum mm-hmm. and what they did back in 97. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't care. I wanted to go Luther North. I wanted to go to Cardinal Ritter. You know what I'm saying? With, the, with the people black I grew schools. up with. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the black private school. But, um, you know, honestly, man, my, my CBC experience was, you know, looking back on it, um, it was a hell of an experience. I don't think I would trade it for anything. Um, if I have a son, more than likely, especially now, he'll go to CBC because I'm back engaged in CBC and making sure that they have the things, the tools, the resources that these young black kids need in going to those kind of schools. Mm-hmm. So that's important to me because we didn't have those resources. Going to CBC, we had one black full-time uh, teacher, wow. Coach, Chris, Coach, Coach Chris Scott, who was our, um, our track coach. And we had Bob Shannon, but I mean, he was there to coach football. <laughs> so, you know, um, leaving there, you know, I'm with, we were, I think, a 10% minority uh, at CBC. I left there and I went to Fisk University, HBCU down in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so, you know, when I got to Fisk, I was happy to be back around our people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I learned so much about, again, black history, you know, uh, Black Wall Street and, uh, you know, so much stuff about the Panthers and so much stuff about just the civil rights movement, John Lewis, like all these different things I learned there. So um, coming back to St. Louis, man, like I remember when I first got to Nashville, I expected every white person to be racist because that's all I knew Mm -hmm. from St. Louis. And when I got to the South, I'm like, oh, y'all not racist too? (laughs) It made me look at St. Louis a lot different. So, you know, I, I hear that question. And when I tell people, and it's, it's wild races, and I don't realize, I don't understand how they don't realize this. Are uh, you went to CBC? Are uh, you play football? No, motherfucker. <laughs> I went to school. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was smart a little bit. Because I'm black and I went to CBC, I had to play sports, right? That, that's, that's what you're telling me. And you big a little bit now. Bruh. You know, if, I, if I, you know, I, I saw your picture when you was little. I don't, yeah, I don't like know. I was a baseball guy. You yeah, know what you, I'm look, saying? you look like a baseball guy. Now you look like a football nah, guy. Nah, I could be a foot, I could be an ex football <laughs> guy. But, man, it's just, uh, you know, going to that kind of school, man, um, I, I, I love, you know, we call them brothers for life, man. I love my brothers, Brock, Burt, um, Will Bush, Taj Jackson, just to name a few guys I talk to on a regular basis still. 
But, you know, I don't have any kind of sense of camaraderie with my white counterparts mm. that went to school there. So then, you know, we talk about the city county stuff. Um, I'm super cool with, with, with John John, uh, Will Franklin, you know what I'm saying? Those guys that are down there with the Vashon program. Um, Lil Tony. So, like, I go down there, you know, y'all got court side. I'm going to get court side seats for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to come down there and really rock with it, bro. And the thing, I tell anybody, bro, the, the conversations that I hear amongst the alumni from Vashon, the, the way that I, I'm embraced when I go down there just talking to guys, like, it's like a straight, that's like what a brotherhood is. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it's like outside of the, the school mm-hmm. when you're on cast, <laughs> but I know when you're inside of that building, mm-hmm. everybody in there, dog, is really there for them kids. They're mm-hmm. there for each other. It's just real family, you know what I'm saying, environment, bro. And that's one, one thing that makes me love what the PHL was, like my guys with the Beaumont. And uh, and so then it's something like I've gone to their homecomings and all that, bro. That to me is beautiful, dog. It reminds me of what I felt when I first went to HBCU. Man, and man. That, that and that's love and that's family and, and you know what I'm saying that's bonding, dog. Oh man, and, and to talk about that. I I hope my generation get that passion because again, when you go to them schools, a lot of the old heads they graduated in the nineties. Below, mm-hmm. so I'm just hoping that my generation, that everybody that graduated in the 2000s and above, can continue that those those mm-hmm. traditions, man. You it's go, important, dude. You, man, you go to homecoming, you seeing tents, you seeing people yeah. barbecuing, everybody selling Veshon we love shirts, mm-hmm. pride shirts. And I went to the V. I graduated in 2009. I went to the new V, but I was already ingrained. I knew I wanted to go to the V when I was in like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad used to take me to the basketball games. Mm-hmm. It was like that was that was it. That was the thing to do. Yeah. Go to a Veshon basketball game. And he never went to the V, but I don't even think he graduated, but he knew everybody. He knew mm-hmm. Coach Ernst. He knew the the players. And my dad was that guy. Like mm-hmm. he'll pull up on the side of the school and, and flirt and do all this stuff. So he knew everybody. So by the time I got old enough, he just made sure he introduced me and kept me around the sport. Uh, I wasn't the best basketball player, but I just had more heart and, than anybody there. Like, when nobody mm-hmm. go outplay me. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the most beautiful things that I had. And I happened to be tall as well. <laughs> um, so, so just going to the V, I tell people now, the person that I am now was the person that, that Veshon made. Yeah. When I have to reflect back and think about how long I've been speaking publicly, how long I've been influencing my peers, how long I've been trying to help people. A lot of that stuff was developed at Veshon. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had to stay busy because I didn't want to go home. My, my, my home wasn't the best living experience ever. So mm-hmm. it was like, if I can stay busy, if I can stay active at school, it's going to keep me out of trouble. Yeah. You know, I'm taking an activity bus, so I'm probably getting home 7, 7 o'clock, 7.30 at night, uh, especially when I moved and they kind of stretched the jurisdictions of schools mm-hmm. where you had to stay. If you was in this community, you had to go there. And uh, by the time I graduated, it was like, you can stay anywhere. And mm-hmm. you can go here. And that kind of gave me a, a huge perspective. I actually just looked back at um, my mom died last year. And um, some stuff ended up happening with me where I couldn't get my global entry because of something that I did in the past. So I started mm-hmm. looking back. And um, I found my name and then had my mom, then had deceased, then it also had all the address. Mm-hmm. My mom moved 19 times. Yeah. So, and a lot of that, you know, it was doing my, like when I was a, a you know, alive and that mm-hmm. I can remember. So I'm pointing out old addresses and being able to reflect back where I mm-hmm. was at. In high school, we moved like, man, every year we was in a different place. And I was going back and forth from my mom to my dad. 
just to kind of accommodate some of that mm-hmm. stuff because he didn't want me to transfer. He was like, no, you, you have a home there. I want to do whatever I mm-hmm. can to help and make sure that you stay there. Yeah, sure. And um, that's the longest relationship I had ever in life. Then now Sprint. But at first it was literally my, my school, my high school. That was four years. I haven't been nowhere. I haven't been with no one. I haven't been with nothing outside of my parents and siblings mm-hmm. and stuff like that longer than four years. And, um, and my environment, man, it was drugs, fighting, uh, a lot of things got cleaner as we got older. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first went there with 400 of us as yeah. freshmen. Uh, by the time I graduated, there's only 89 of us that graduated. Damn. And uh, someone asked, like, why you feel like you're special? I'm like, because it was 400 of us in the beginning. Mm-hmm. 89 of us graduated. Probably five of us got bachelor's degrees and three people that I know got master's degrees. And I was the first one to get one. So I'm like, what you... I know why I'm special. I know yeah, where I came yeah. from. I know where, where, where all this supposed to stop. My mom only wanted me to graduate high school, and she was happy. Yeah, like that was her thing because she didn't graduate high school because she had my older sister and myself, and she made a choice to to drop out and work uh, so she can provide. And just just growing up, that lifestyle, just being in there, and I hated everybody. And I, I don't use hate so much, mm-hmm. uh, but I literally hated everybody that went to a private school, went to a county school. And as I got older, it wasn't that I hated them as people. I hated people that had more privilege than me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I noticed that everybody hates everybody that have more. Like it's, it's a lot of people hate people that have more privilege than them. Even the richest, most powerful person, Donald Trump at the time. Yeah. Like you got all this money, you got all this power, and you still hate people that's more powerful than you, <laughs> that has more money than you. Like yeah. how? Like everybody, like, and I, I don't know where it comes from. It's just like, it, it was just there. And then once I stepped in the space of having more privilege than my peers, mm-hmm. they start hating me. Like we won. I'm like, we was together. We, mm-hmm. you could have did this, the same stuff that I'm doing. And, um, that's the kind of the bucket that I was in. And I thought it was only in my community. And I started, you know, connecting with guys like you that went to private schools and this like that. And it's like, no, nah, I got people like that too. Like mm-hmm. we went to the private schools together I went right, they went left, and they mad at me like I did something wrong. It's like, dang, this happens everywhere. It's not just a a a crab in a bucket mentality that's in the urban community. This is everywhere. Yeah. And when I definitely. and when I went to um when I went to um, so I started at, at Harrisville, a lot of stuff happened. I went to school, you know, went to college my first year just to make my mama happy. She really didn't care if I went to college or not. I ain't really like it. I dropped out for a year and a half. Lived the best life, like, bro, that was the best time of my life. And uh, decided to go back to school when um, a close friend of mine died two blocks from our house from a mm-hmm. random drive-by shooting. And um, that's when I realized, like, bro, I got to do something different. Uh, went back to school, went back to Harrisville for another year. Mm, yeah, another year and a half. And then transferred. Two of my roommates died. Uh, my, one of my roommates got locked up. I totaled. Uh, my charger, it was just a lot. My great grandmother died. I took 18 credit hours. It was just a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I just had to get a, a, I had to grind myself. I knew I wanted to go to school. I was committed to going to school, but I wasn't attached to the university. Mm-hmm. So I transferred to UMSU and that was just opened up so many different opportunities. That was my first experience. Uh, my first real experience with white people. Okay. Like I went, I went to a historically black high school. I went to uh, historically back in university, um, the white people there to play soccer or mm-hmm. uh, or, or baseball, baseball or, yeah. or softball, and um, then I went to UMSU. It was like I was the minority now, mm-hmm. and um, 
I don't have a lot of tight relationships. Like we follow each other on Facebook. I haven't seen anything racist yet, so I haven't right, had right. I haven't had, you know, time to kind of delete somebody for saying some Bro, stuff that was too left. <laughs> I have followed so many people from from uh, from CBC. Like during this is uh Mike Brown. Mm. So I seen like cats like, oh yeah, we're gonna play a drinking game. Uh we'll take a shot for every time they destroy one of their own businesses or Every time, just just the most ignorant of stuff. I'm like, bro, like I went to school with you for four years, dog, and this is how you always thought. Hey, all right, cool, crazy. And and I didn't have an opportunity to experience that. And the white people I know, they didn't even think like that. They was very liberal in thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I still don't have an experience with that. But like you said, I don't have that tight fellowship. Like I, it's not nobody asks, oh man, let's hit up and let's get a drink or something. Mm-hmm. It ain't none of that. Most of the time, I'm I'm hitting up my frat brothers and and women when I'm in town, mm-hmm. and, and and you, of course. Uh, we've been trying to do this for the last three times I, yeah, I've been in town. Three. At least, three. Um, but we all we we always go find ways to connect and have this conversation just because it's needed, and it's it's great that we had this opportunity to actually record it so that yeah. the world can hear um, how two two real authentic guys from one city, uh, two different perspectives but share the same um share the same story and 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 have the same outcome they both got master degrees we both doing our no, thing no 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 i'm, I'm only back oh never mind i'll take that back <laughs> see i take i take that back man nah nah that, that that's all you bro and so much, you, you transfer out of umpsu right yeah man so i uh i left every, this every, everybody trans year. everybody transfer out of umpsu Everybody, hey, I, I I turned I, I left after my third year, or well, right at the beginning of my third year at Fisk. Um, got to Umsu dog and was there. Got to the point about to be graduating, and then bro, like it's crazy. I was uh, <clears throat> I had been up all night studying for a financial management course, a final, and one other final. I had the same day. I didn't go to sleep at all that 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 night. I walked into my uh, finance final, sat down, looked around the room, and got my phone in my pocket and told my mom, hey, I'm finna work at Pepsi. And I walked out the final. It was like, fuck school, all this, went back to my apartment and crashed. <laughs> Woke up later on that day, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I just tricked off this whole semester. Man. So I decided to go back in 17, man. And, you know, it was something I owed to my parents. Like, I, I, wasn't never, I was never really tripping off of finishing. I'm like, I owe it to my parents. I owe it to myself. Um, at the time, I had twins on the way. Um, I'm like, man, you know, I owe it to a lot of people outside of myself. And I went back and finished, bro. But, you know, I, I, I thought about getting my master's, dog, but it's not for me, bro. Man, so I, I, I applaud you guys and then did it. Hey, man, I thought you, I, I thought when you graduated, that's what it was. But now nah. it makes sense, man. Yeah, now I got nah. the full story. <laughs> I, I got I went back and, and finished what I started. That was all man, that was. Congratulations, bro. man. That's right the, on, right the, on. The, Atomic Habits. I know it took some some time and some willpower to actually oh, get to bro. that point. <laughs> I think I was 29 or 30 mm. when I went back and did that, dog. It, it definitely. It wasn't easy, but at the same time, man, my, I had a totally different mindset. Where I'm like, oh man, I got to get this done, and it wasn't that, it wasn't that hard once I got into that those habits. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's the sometimes we're doing the right things, it's just the wrong time. Yes, sir. And and, and we're both aligned. Like reading that book, like you said, you put that on the back burner for a while, but when you read it, it meant something. 
and 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 we don't make this stuff up we don't align this stuff we don't plan this out everything doesn't have to be planned out it's just when it's time to do it just do it and you'll figure out how does this attach to everything that's going on now yeah. uh, so i do commend you um for that for for finishing and it's the the type of person that I, I've, I've noticed uh resilience persistent and just getting the job done but we ain't gonna talk y'all out too long man we're gonna make sure we do another episode i'm not a father uh, but i do want to talk about their fathers i want to talk about the father uh the father figures that's been in my life so we have to do this again man and 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 really share about like fatherhood and what that is and mean to us so we talked about this part of you know being from the county being from the city private school public school all of that all that jazz so the next one gonna be real saucy man let them know where they can find you at Man, uh, so on Instagram, Reese23, R-E-A-C-E-Y. Um, you can find us also, Dear.Fathers, on Instagram. And then Facebook, man, it's going to be Brad uh, M. Edwards. Uh, and then uh, you interested in, you got kids interested in soccer or you just want to kind of follow along what we're doing, man. Uh, Leaders SC Soccer Club. Or, you know, SC is in soccer club. So Leaders SC on, uh, on, on Instagram, man, and Leaders uh, SC on facebook bro you keep laughing dog this is my this is my second <laughs> podcast ever bro i'm really trying and to do my best it, job it ain't you you doing dog. your best man it just dawned on me i never knew what sc mean oh okay i'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking you making fun of me you know what i'm saying i'm a little insecure about what i'm doing over here you know what i mean <laughs> no you doing your thing i just i never i, I figured that s stood for soccer because you got orlando <laughs> soccer i was like what is the c orlando soccer club st louis yeah, soccer yeah yeah all these teams are club teams. Yeah, I, I, you, you made it make sense, man. You made it make sense. Like it was a, a oh. Was, and, and what's crazy is I know for a fact I have seen you wear kits, soccer kits, jerseys. I, I have. That's 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 why I, 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 I never just say SC. I, you know, you know. I I look, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. The soccer jersey thing was was big for me, especially in the summertime, bro. It'd be hot as hell in St. Oh, Louis. Yeah. So you be needing that dry fit with a little bit of fashion. Oh man, man! I would have especially African cats and um, uh, Bosnian brothers would come up to me all the time. Oh man, I love your kit. Da da da. My favorite players. Da da da. Like, and I'm looking at them like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea. I just like the jersey. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. But now, thanks to Brockman and what we're doing with the kids, I've educated myself. Dog and world, the World Cup, man. If, if you don't know anything about soccer, watch the World Cup, and I guarantee you, you will have a newfound man. respect and admiration for what these guys are doing. You're getting too excited, man. We supposed, to be, we supposed to be closing, man. Right, I'm just saying, bro. Watch, watch that World <laughs> Cup. Me and Ono watched that together the whole time. I think it was in 16. I think it's coming mm. back up, not this summer, but next summer, bro. Oh, yeah. Make sure you watch that World Cup. Oh, yeah, man. And I love, I love soccer. When people was complaining about St. Louis getting a soccer team. It was it was mind blowing. I'm like, no, this is definitely a soccer town. If yeah, you never sure. stayed on the south side, you'll probably never understand. But the soccer team here, the club here, was gonna be crazy. Staying in Orlando, it's a soccer uh, club city. Uh, Orlando SC is 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 dope. Only reason I can't rock the jerseys now, I don't like Adidas. Uh, so I'll make sure I get Adidas <laughs> SC uh, because it's Nike. Yeah. And um, yeah. So we'll close out, man. Thank y'all for for tuning in. Uh, we can do this talking all day, but we don't wanna drain your ears out stay tuned for the next episode enjoy the day peace and love appreciate it peace thank you thank you thank you join me in my journey to success by following on facebook 
Twitter, Instagram at Veils World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Veils World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team. <laughs>